Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, episode 60. True Adventure Podcast is the podcast where you already know that Mother Nature is crucial in becoming the best version of yourself. So we're going to take that to the next level. Here, we learn how to use Mother Nature's lessons to grow, excel, and become our truest self. So let us do just that. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. Hello friends, happy Friday. I'm your host Karina Baldwin. I am so happy that you're here this Friday. This weekend is Labor Day weekend and hopefully you're going out and doing something fun. Hopefully you're going outside, you're taking time off, spending with your family, with your friends, however you want to go. Go out boating, hang out by a lake, chill by a river, go to the ocean. And if it's hot in your area, then maybe you get to really experience the water or maybe you're heading up in the mountains or you're just hanging and taking a break. Because I know at the end of summer, sometimes I get a little exhausted from spending all week working and then every weekend going out and pushing my body in a physical way. So sometimes you just need a break. So whatever it is that you're doing this weekend, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you love every aspect of it. And I want to share something with you that I've been working on, something that I've been doing personally to really help change my own mindset and this is just a little tip and actually really has nothing to do with today's episode but just something that I've been practicing just for the last week and I think it's really helped because I've seen a big shift in what my clients are coming to me for and coming to me and ready to buy um, versus prior I think there was a lot of projecting that I was doing and That is showing up by writing all the things that I received in a day. So every night I take out my journal and I write down everything that I received. Like I picked a penny up off the floor. I received one of like a couple days ago, one of my friends bought me a beer. One of my clients gave me their attention. My therapist gave me her support. My coach gave me her strategies and her perspective. Um, I had clients that gave me their attention. I had coaches and teachers teach me something, educate me. I had instructors give me their support. And some of these are, and then I had clients who paid me um, a monetary thing. Like I had a couple clients and I had about $3,000 in revenue come in in the last week. And that is an incredible thing to celebrate. Absolutely. I should celebrate my revenue and do celebrate my revenue. But also look at all the things that I received that wasn't in form of money. And I think this really helped me understand that I can be rich in other ways, right? Like I can be in this education or in attention or support or whatever. Like I receive energy in many different ways other than monetarily. And absolutely, yes, we do need money to, you know, survive in this world. And I get that. But also, we can find energy from other sources. And so it's just really important to acknowledge that, that we are still receiving, I am still receiving, even if it's not money. And like, that's not to say that like, oh, poor me, I only had $3,000 in revenue this month. But this is just to show that there's more than just the revenue numbers. There's more than just the profit numbers. Like use that absolutely. Like, and if it's giving you a lot of confidence, like keep using it. But sometimes 
when you're getting to a place in your business where looking at numbers causes stress or anxiety, then sometimes you need to like take a step back and look at all the other ways that like things are going well. And so writing this down, I wrote my numbers down as well, but also I wrote a lot more of more of an energy exchange, like attention or support or, you know, my friend buying me food or food entering my body that I cooked. Um, and like I received energy and nourishment from all the food that I ate this last week. And it helped me fuel my body to do all the things that I love doing. And Mother Nature gave me a very grateful experience this last weekend. And it it truly has just been, it's only been a week that I've been doing this. And it's been so fun to write down, like see what I write down. And then I'll like wake up in the morning and a couple of times I've gone back and been like, oh, I forgot this. I need to write this down. So just like a little tip, add that to your bedtime routine. It only takes a few minutes. I think it takes me less than five minutes every single night. And it's just something nice. I have my journal next to my bed and I write it out, write it down all the things that I received that day. Like I said, it doesn't have to be tangible or, you know, revenue or monetary, monetarily, you know, significant, all good, just whatever you want to write down. That's up to you on what you received for the day. Anyways, so two things before we get today's episode started. One, I have officially launched my PNW Women's retreat that is happening this January. So it's called Turn Inward. And it's really focused on women coming together at this mini retreat. So it's four days and um, it's supposed to focus you on enjoying the winter and enjoying the slowdown. And so one of the things that I really like to the analogy and the, the story that I use is these scientists had all these incredible sequoia trees, which are like these giant trees if you've never seen them like massive fat like 15 20 feet in diameter trees and they injected them a handful of them this little bunch with essentially the trees version of of cord or adrenaline and so like a essentially a stress fight or flight hormone right and so they injected that right before winter so right before they go dormant and guess what? Shocker, within the year, all of the trees died because they didn't have an opportunity to go dormant. So this PNW Women's Retreat is kind of our opportunity to turn inward and not necessarily go as extreme as going dormant because we do have to exist and, you know, do be productive human beings and contribute to society. But we can slow down intentionally and be purposeful with our energy. So we can, in our own way, go a little dormant. So that's what that retreat is about. It's all about intentional journaling. It's going to be a lot more slow-paced. We're going to move slowly, be slowly. We're doing um, a nature walk on the Orcas Islands. If you've ever heard of the San Juan Islands, if you're not from the PNW but want to come in for it, the San Juan Islands is where we're going to be going, spending the four days. You're going to check in on a Thursday leave on a Sunday and it's January 25th through the 28th, and we are going to just have an absolute blast. We're going to the spa, we're doing um, infrared sauna and a, uh, a hot tub and spa area, and so we're going to all be doing that together, and then a wine tasting, and of course, 
you know, it's not a retreat with Karina and True Adventure Collective. We don't do mental performance coaching and mindset workshops and intentional journaling and meditation and whatnot to really set yourself up. It's happening in January. So you're going to like be all about the new year. So it's going to be incredible. Second thing is my mountain mentality one-on-one coaching program is fully open and I have three spots that are available and I am so very excited to be offering this to everyone. I originally started my business with the intention of it just being a yoga retreat business and then I started to become an adventure and yoga retreat business and then it became adventure and yoga retreats while I do mental performance coaching on the retreats and then now I really realized that I just missed the one-on-one coaching that I did back with my athletes and the soldiers that I used to work with and so I brought it back so I'm doing it and primarily with female CEOs and and highly achievable leaders that are in um, their careers. And so if that you're already like, oh, I'm that person, I'm driven, I'm type A, you probably don't give yourself a lot of breaks, you are perfectly fit for the, the Mountain Mentality program. And I just opened these like last three spots. I have a couple private clients that are already rolling and that they came from previous retreats. And so I have three spots that are left open and they are calling your name. So you can head to my website, trueadventurecollective.com, and you can click mental performance coaching. There you can see the outline of the entire program. And this one-on-one program is really focused on you as the leader, you as a CEO. And it absolutely can trickle down into your team, but it really focuses on what type of leadership that you want to have, like truly having the CEO mind to make decisions quicker and quicker and to not have the drama about it. You're able to actually take guilt-free time off. You're able to actually focus when you need to get work done and then actually take time off when it's time to take time off. You're not overworking yourself. You're not overstressed. That's what this program is here to teach you is to actually harness your mind to work for you rather than against you. I know as a business owner that you are so focused on all the things that could happen, the worries and the stress that occur. And I'm here to teach you how to actually harness your mind so that way those worries and doubts and stress doesn't stop you from running the dream business that you're wanting to run. So head down to the show notes. You can click the link right in the show notes that says apply to the Mountain Mentality program. It'll take you right to the application. You can read all about the program and I'm excited to see all that my clients are creating. I know I've only been working, one of them is only a month into the program and she's just made this massive decision in her business and the relief, the excitement, but also the calm and the confidence that she has in this decision is really shining through and I'm so very excited about it. I will share more as we get through and she, you know, finishes even more results. But let's head into today's episode. You should care about what people think of you. Now, obviously, there is a caveat to that, right? So one, we can't like believe or think that everyone is going to have a say in our life, right? We cannot allow everyone's opinion to weigh on our lives. But what I do want to say is that you should care about who the people you're leading think about you and particularly what they say about you when you're not in the room. And this was exposed to me. I, I heard this when in regards to 
a baseball team. There's an MLB team where they were asking the owner who he was going to name as captain and or is it general manager? I'm not sure. I can't remember who it was, but some essentially office guy, right? Business guy. Um, who are they going to name as captain? And the man said, oh, you should ask their team. The team should be the one that decides who is going to be captain because it doesn't matter what I think. It matters how the team feels. And if the team doesn't respect the person that the CEO or the general manager chooses to be the team captain, then that team captain is not going to be very effective. So with that being said, I want you to care about the people you lead and how they think about you. And one way to really focus on leaving them better than you found them is to focus on the education and the mentorship that you can provide for them. For a lot of people, when they're moving through, you know, jobs, careers, they want to gain something in every single job that they have. Whether it's professional experience that actually helps them into their new job or, or a future job, or it's enjoyment of friends or enjoyment and connectedness of the community that they're a part of when they're in and working in your business. And there's pretty much a plethora of reasons, anything and everything in between, right? But really, as people are coming in, in the onboarding process, what, one, listening to your gut when you're hiring, like understanding how do I actually feel about this person? Do I trust them? Do, am I excited about them? Or is it, I'm just deciding to hire this person because I need someone to fill this job. When you make decisions out of manic, like excitement or panic, those are going to be the least effective decisions in the long run. So really making decisions, especially in the hiring process or building your team or deciding on a business partner, a collaborator, a partner, whoever, making that decision out of calm and confidence rather than manic or panic. So let's focus back in on you as the mentor, as the educator. What do they need from you as their mentor? Like, I can't remember the statistics off the top of my head. I'll look it up and I'll post about it when I post this on on a, my Instagram. But there's a stat out there that like a grand majority, and I'm not going to like put a number out there because I don't know it, but like a grand majority of people leave jobs because of leadership, like because of management, because of or lack thereof leadership. So in order to create a team culture that you want that's going to be supportive of you, you need to create a culture where people are feeling as though they're moving forward in whatever their motivator is. So if it's building a community that you're creating a culture where like all of the employees work together and see each other outside of the job and like actually can lean on each other for times of need. If their motivator is this is a stepping stone to be able to do what you do in five years, then are you educating them to teach them to one, teach someone to come up behind them even better than them, right? But also like, are you giving them the tools to be able to do what you do, right? And we're really creating and fostering that that uh, mentality of collaboration over competition, right? Because you're listening to this podcast, that is the type of person that you are. And so what mentorship looks like is teaching them how to think, not what to think. So you're not telling them what to do, what to hear, what to believe, 
but you're teaching them how to solve problems on their own in ideally your way, but they can kind of do it with a little bit of leeway, right? Teach them how to think on their own, how to solve the problems, how to get from point A to point B on their own. And that's up to you on what type of way or what avenue that goes. It can be like using role play. I know, you know, in my field, role play is an incredibly utilized skill. And so act as if a client is coming in and speaking with that employee, that team member. Like, how would they handle this situation? And if they don't handle it in the best way that you would have wanted, like, ask them questions. Be inquisitive of the process or strategy that they used and how can you get them to handle it more effectively, right? So ask them what they think they could have done differently. Now that they know what happened or how you reacted as a client, what would they have done differently? How can they adjust? So teaching them to think and solve problems rather than telling them what to think. You don't want little mini robots because those people aren't you. You're not going to ever find someone who is your exact replica. It's just not going to happen. That's just not how human DNA and biology works, right? So teaching them how to think, not what to think. The second is truly listening to hear, not listening to respond. And sometimes a lot of us... um think that we're doing this but we don't especially as leaders we're like nope it is this way it's our quick response rather than the actual response so just asking them more questions in order to understand where they're coming from why they did the thing they did why is their strategy this particular strategy why is their process this particular process did they get to the end result I know in my last job I actually had someone that I came in on a work trip once and I ask so many questions. I'm like, why do we do it this way? Why do you do it this way? Like, what's, how is this process happening? Like, what is the intricacies of everything? And my mentor called this person that I was asking all the questions and was like asking me about my performance. And he was like, Karina questions everything. And thankfully, I had a very good mentor. And my mentor was like, I think she just asks a lot of questions. Like, were they actually pointed questions or is she just understanding the process? And then after two weeks of working with the guy, I he did understand that I'm just a question whore. <laughs> I just ask all the questions. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? How do we do this? What if a student does this? What if a thing does this? And um, which is funny because like in high school, I would never raise my hand ever if I could prevent it. Um, but now I'm like super inquisitive about everything. So being the mentor that they need, being the mentor that's actually helping them move forward in their career or build their community or whatever their motivation is. So some of the things that you can do is creating a psychologically safe zone. So letting them have open floors, like maybe it's half an hour every single week where you're going and you're like all solving problems and everyone has to pick a different way that they're going to solve this problem and then we're all going to just talk about it. So creating an environment where everyone feels as though they can speak up and they have an opinion, that's psychological safety. And a lot of the time, especially in businesses and teams in a lot of like hierarchies, 
sometimes psychological safety isn't always present, which doesn't always feel good when you're on the wrong end of it, right? So doing your best to create an environment where every single team member feels as though they can voice their opinion and say something if they believe that something needs to be said and not just, you know, and not in like a HR way, but like a new idea way. I mean, also an HR way, but psychological safety is really about the like, you know, new ideas or, you know, new ways, effective ways of doing things. The second way that you can be the mentor that they need is to challenge them, to safely challenge them and give them a next step and also allowing them to safely fail those challenges sometimes. Like, yes, we want to build their confidence and succeed, which actually building confidence is the third um, strategy that I'm going to give you. And that's giving them tasks, giving them challenges that you know that they'll do well in. But in the challenges, they also need to safely fail and learn how to deal with that failure. The fourth is to just simply educate. So whatever education that means, maybe it's a new computer system, maybe it's professional development, maybe it's honing in more of the sales skill, whatever the team can learn more about, that's how you can assist them in being a good mentee, producing the results that you want, but also you supporting them as a mentor. So those are kind of like, there's like two categories, two steps, but then there's a little bunch of steps in between one of them. So let me just recap what we just went through. What they need from you is a mentor. What they need from you is progress that you should actually care about what these people think of you because you want to leave them better than you found them. Great leaders care about what their mentees, what their employees, what their teams think about them. And they need to be mentored by you. They want you to help them. So you do this by teaching them to think, not telling them what to think. And you listen to hear, not to respond. And how you can just be that better mentor for them in order for you to walk out of the room and them be amazed that you are one of their great leaders is you create psychological safety you challenge them and let them fail safely. You build confidence by letting them succeed in the challenges. And then you educate them. So those are the things that I have for you today and why you should care about what other people think of you. And that's all that I have for you, my friends. So if this interests you and you want to talk more about it, you're definitely going to want to join the Mountain Mentality Program. It's that coaching program, one-on-one, you and I work together. It is the most access that you can have to me, and it's six months of you and I working one-on-one together in your business, on you as a leader, in order to create the highly effective leadership role, as my dogs are fighting in the background, (laughs) highly effective leadership role that you know you can step into. All right, friends, that is what I have for you. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode.